Bonjour et bienvenue sur Hotbeat, une fantasme réconfortante. La semaine dernière, Jacques est allé arrêter une explosion, mais ne l'est pas fait. Les choses ont juste empire. Voyons euh, ce qui se passe en vie maintenant. That'll do. That was terrible. All those pauses are in the wrong spots, but we have it on audio. Let's do the thing. Hi, friend. Welcome to Heartbeats, a storytelling podcast taking place in an extraordinary land filled with ordinary people. I am your storyteller, Xander, and here with me are Rob and Jazz. So let's take a trip into town and see what's going on, shall we? Yeah. Uh, hey, guys. How how are y'all doing? Good. I'm doing great. How are you doing? Well, I'm, I'm doing great myself. Uh, w- wondering what y'all are going to be doing next, which... Who wants to remind me what happened last time? Everybody took a nap. Well, also, there was burning buildings. Yeah, there there was a burning building. And possibly a, a bank getting robbed, but Charlene doesn't know that. And then we got snow cones. <laughs> I mean, th- those are the, the highlights. <laughs> can, uh-huh. can I get some more detail, please? No, that's Rob's department. Okay. Uh, last time, a lot of stuff happened. Um, Jacques tried to stop Matsudakorp blowing up, but got distracted by people robbing a bank uh, when he went to chase after them and Charlene caught up. Um, they went after someone who was running through some tall grass. Charlene tried to put them to sleep, but it didn't seem to work. But when they went back into town, it seemed like the whole town had been affected. Um, and then they had snow cones with Astrin. Yep, sounds about right. Yep, with Astrin and Jeffrey, they join y'all uh, toward the end of the episode. When you reduce it down like that, that sounds like a very weird flow of events. So if you <laughs> haven't listened to the last episode, go back and listen to it. It makes a lot more sense. Yeah, yes. If you if this is your first episode, hi, welcome. We we are happy for you to be here. Please though, start with episode one, or else start with the primer. Confusing. Or start. like, or okay, no, okay, but like, well, yeah, start with the primer. But also, like, if you want, if you don't want to go back to episode one. Gosh, lazy. But also, <laughs> go back two episodes. Two episodes to episode... 11. 11. So, and that's like a jumping episodes. on point. <laughs> that is yes. more than 15. Okay, go back to 11 episodes. No, wait. Do, just go start from the beginning. That's, that's okay. it. Just start from the beginning. D- don't even... we. Like, it'll still be confusing, because they'll be like, what happened? What What are they talking about? Time and shit? We're just spoiling everything now. Hopefully they already left. Are y'all gone? <laughs> Good. Great. I'm hoping you're in episode one. We'll see you there. <laughs> so we're starting. So yeah, so y'all uh, left off with eating snow cones with Astrid and Jeffrey. And to kind of quickly start off, Astrin, uh, you know, eating her snow cone, kind of turns to y'all and just asks, uh, hey, so I'm, with, with what's going on out there, I'm going to stay here for the night. Uh, would y'all mind in the morning helping me with some of the, the shopping I have to do and walk me home? Why, yes, Astrid. Yes, I would love to have breakfast and shopping and then go see your house. <laughs> do, you, do you get that up close to her? 
<laughs> like he did to the camera just now. Absolutely. <laughs> That's not creepy at all. <clears throat> it's like, uh, great. And, and, I, <laughs> and as you're getting closer to her face, as you're talking, her face goes bright red. There's just twinkles. Just all the glow. She's so happy Astrid's gonna stay in town. And at the hotel that Charlie no longer lives at, but that's okay. Because it's just across the street. Um, so, Astrid asked this. Jacques, uh, how, do you respond or do you just kind of... What do you do? Oh, sure. I, I, I'm happy to cook breakfast in the morning. You hear Jeffrey drop his snow coat. <laughs> He's just like, no. I'll, I'll cook breakfast. You oh. cannot touch my kitchen. Jacques, you love the bakery. We'll just go to the bakery for breakfast. That way Jeffrey okay. doesn't have to cook. Since apparently something happened to the kitchen. Do you know anything about that, Jacques? I don't know anything about that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Jacques, you're never allowed in my kitchen. The kitchen will remember this. <laughs> However, that was really good pasta bake. Thank you. Look, the kitchen was fine when I left it. Lies! <laughs> I mean, he could have just left the oven on. Oh, wait, I'm not looking at the camera. I'm looking at my mic. I don't know anything about that. <laughs> Nothing about that. Um, we will uh, jump ahead a bit. If there is there anything y'all want to do this evening, or do y'all want to just jump to the morning? Well, it is Charlene's first evening in her house. She's already inaugurated it with, um, apparently beer, which apparently is now a thing. Beer, throwing plastic vases that won't break. Yep. Yeah, so you guys, uh, plan to help Astrid in the morning, uh, Jacques, Astrid, and Jeffrey go to bed in the inn. Charlene, you, uh, head on to your home. Your first night alone in your, your new home. It's kind of surreal when she walks from the Sheep's Head Inn and crosses the street to this place that she distinctly remembers signing papers for, for it to be her house, but then also remembers that it was only going to be her office. She has this set of conflicted memories, and she's trying to parse that out, and she realizes that she's taken her keys out, unlocked the front door, gone inside, sat down on the bed, and realizes that she just walked in like it was her house. And that feels really good. But these memories keep conflicting. And so she goes back to what is really familiar, and she takes out a piece of paper, and she takes out a pen. She sits on her bed, and she starts at the top of the letter. Dear Dad, and she stops. She's not really sure where else to take the letter. She's not sure if she should launch into Hi, everything is fine, come visit me. Like she told Jacques with Marie. <laughs> or if she should say Dad, I'm fine. Here's what's going on. She doesn't really know what she wants because she has so many things running through her head 
she just kind of sits there for a bit and stares up at the ceiling and at the walls and at her stuff that's not really that unpacked yet and just thinks about her dad and how nice it is to have her own house and kind of thinks through the events of the last couple of days. Okay. And what does Charlene want right now? Does she want some nice tea, maybe a bagel or a biscuit while, while she's writing? What, what does she start craving? If, if anything, Charlene looks over at an old birdcage. And right now it's full of scarves and mittens and gloves and things you need in Borealis. And she's used it as storage. And she looks wistfully over it and, and starts thinking to when, when it was full of song and hope and the cheerfulness that her canary yoke used to bring to her. Which was the whole reason that her girlfriend had bought her this canary to kind of bring just a little bit of life and happiness into Charlene's very work-driven, ambitious, fast life. Okay, so, and if you were to give a genre or a sound of music that would remind you of Yoke, what would you say it would be? Almost like a lullaby. Like something light and airy and sing-song. Um, you know, not anything complicated or classical or anything forced or with an instrument. Just like someone humming or singing or whistling. You're, you're currently at your desk trying to write this letter to your dad. Thinking about... I don't know that the desk is cleared off yet. I think she's on her bed because it's the only thing that's cleared. Okay, so you're on your bed and across the room from you, more more so on the side of you where you would normally have a light, like a like a light stand, light stand <clears throat> a nightstand. You hear a faint clicking sound and you hear not someone humming but just nice a soothing rhythm of a single instrument like something reminiscent of a of a saxophone kind of like a soothe jazz tonal sound what would you like to do with everything that is gone on today i don't think charlene realizes it's coming from the house i think mm -hmm. she just kind of goes Oh, isn't that nice? Someone's playing music outside. And then as she turns back to the letter and starts thinking, she goes, wait a second. That doesn't sound right. And she gets up from the bed and goes to investigate where this music is coming from. Yeah. Um, so to your left uh, is the door out of your room. And as you go explore, you look downstairs um, as this is a two-story building uh, at your catwalk you see a 
record player with like one of those big uh like phones poking out of it uh producing this music and standing next to it um is a man in a black suit holding a tray and an empty tray with a head of a horse it's kind of a, a ghostly a ghostly visage uh and it's just looking up with you with a smile as as, as however a horse would would smile <laughs> this makes her think of the time she's been around Jacques and really weird stuff has happened. Like the time there was a giant <laughs> raccoon king in the forest. And she sets down the letter. She just kind of like looks over the railing, leans on it a little bit and goes, Hello! Um, welcome to my house. What can I help you with? The horse's smile becomes a deep grin and sets the tray on the uh, t- uh, on the small table with the record player and kind of wisp away, like turning into a, a bit of a like a, a wisp and whoosh into the air. Is the tray still there or does it also disappear? Uh, the tray is still there. Same with the record player uh, playing very soothing music. She's going to get down the ladder that kind of overlooks the loft and not taking her eyes off of it. Look at the this record player phonograph. Is that right? Yeah, that sounds right. And take a look at the record that is currently playing. And just kind of yeah. move the needle off of it to be able to look a little bit closer, see if there's any markings on it. The The record is, you know, just a nice big black record. Uh, and there is a label that uh, doesn't have any artist. It just has uh, in quotes, like you would he- like uh, quotes, like uh, what a song would be called. Mm-hmm. And it's called ha- uh, Harmony of Yolk. And you hear a click and you notice a light coming from your right where the like um, not the living area but the kind of, like, study office area. The light turns on? Yes. She's gonna put the record slowly back down, put the needle back on it, let the song play again, and go check out the light. Yeah, so as the song now continues uh, playing and you enter the the small study, your desk is cleared, uh, all your books and any stuff you would have in your your study is all put on the bookshelves that are embedded to the wall there's a nice ink bottle and quill and the letter that you set down upstairs is on the table and on the other side of the room is the horseman just giving you the same bright smile and as he bows, he once again wisp away. She sits down at the desk, which is not the way she left it. Picks up the pen and the letter that was clearly upstairs. And underneath the dear dad writes, There's some weird things happening in heartbeats. I'm not sure 
if you have the time or if you want to, but I'd love to show you the town and talk to you more about what's been going on. And she signs it with all my love, Charlie. That's sweet. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we'll cut to the morning. Uh, y'all are now at the bakery with Astrin eating some crepes and ice cream or chips and ice cream or some kind of breakfast bagel. You know, whatever y'all eat in the morning. There is a distinct difference between the coffee that Charlene used to drink in Borealis and the coffee-flavored milk sugar thing in front of her right now. How How is it different? Well, Outside one was straight like a... black coffee, and one's like a latte with whipped cream and extra sugar. <laughs> so it's a bit different. <laughs> and like a, hand, a handful of tiny marshmallows? Yes, because <laughs> it was Astrid's idea. Yeah, Astrid... Asher's just like, here, well, do you like sugar? You're like, yes. Okay, do you like virtuals? Yes. <laughs> and she's just drinking her yeah. coffee black. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Charlene's just like, this is actually kind of good. This is a good idea, Astrid. <laughs> I think they call this brunch. And Jacques, they're drinking a mimosa. <laughs> Because of course he is. <laughs> because the morning, before mimosa. you go shopping with two women, you have to have a mimosa over brunch. That, that's that's the fanciest way. It's like it's the most Sex in the City thing I've heard all day. Shark <laughs> <laughs> um, is a Charlotte. I've never seen that show. I don't know what that means. <sighs> I'm such a, a Miranda. There we go. I know a name. <laughs> <laughs> it. Have you seen the show, Jacques? Sorry, have you seen the show, Jazz? Can you tell? What are we talking about? I have you haven't no seen- idea. <laughs> Sex- You've never seen Sex in the City? No. Never. Man, y'all are missing out. I've seen a, a minute of it. Okay. <clears throat> so, as y'all are enjoying coffee and stuff, uh, Ashen's you know goal is to pick up a few supplies uh, and drop off some medicine. She has her nice little. Uh, satchel with her and uh, she gave Kimberly the uh, owner of the fluffy eats that y'all are currently dining in uh, a package presumably uh, some form of medicine or, or herbal ingredients maybe just some stuff uh, who knows and as y'all are enjoying it uh, Ashton just kind of looks at you and goes so do y'all want to go to the journal store first or do y'all want to go to the clothing store first. Which one's your favorite? <laughs> God damn it. Charlene eagerly waits, like, mug halfway to her mouth, like, waiting for the answer. Okay, it, before she eats the marshmallows off the whipped cream. Okay. And Jacques, is Jacques going to say anything, or am I going to be responding as Astrid beforehand? Um, <laughs> no, Jacques doesn't have anything at the moment. Okay. Okay, no zingers. Got it. Um, no. So, uh, Astrian perks up and just goes, which one is my favorite? I really like Casper. He's hilarious. Have y'all, have y'all met Casper? No, no, I haven't. I haven't met him yet. I, we haven't. 
I don't know if we've been in town long enough to need general supplies. No, but I could probably pick up a couple things while we're there too. Okay, so we'll go. We'll go meet Casper. I need to drop off okay. something to him for his daughter. And also need to pick up a, a few things. And then we go to the clothing store. It, oh, what time is it? And she looks up to the clock that reads like 9.30. And she kind of goes, um, Jacques? Yeah? I have a favor to ask. And she pulls from her bag and pulls two uh, packages out. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you deliver these to, uh, Noel? And... And she looks at the tag for the other one. Uh, Lay? I don't know who anyone is ever, Astrid. So, Perfect! Um, that means you get to meet them! <laughs> but, uh, I, I mean, I'm happy to, but I, you're going to have to... And Jacques pulls out the map that he still has from um, before uh, the whole time shenanigans. And, and he says, um, could you just mark on here where where I would find them? Sure! And she uh, does so. She marks the uh, work uh, area for the uh, the two brothers Ramirez and Tymeris uh, for Lay. And then uh, down the street from there she circle she marks uh, a s- smaller house for Noel. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I, I can deliver these. Do you want me to do that before or after we go shopping? Uh, like right now? So like while me and uh, uh, Charlene go and get stuff and go uh, grab, grab my supplies and shopping, you take care of those errands so that way we can get back before it gets too dark. I it's not I don't want y'all having to, you know, walk back home from the forest in the dark, you know? Um, okay. Sure, I guess. Great. Um, and she grabs Charlene by the arm, like arm in arm, uh, stands up and just bolts out the door. Charlene was about to do the same thing. <laughs> um, and as Jacques, um uh, so th- the two of them have left. She's just, like dragged Charlene out, yeah. Yes, yes, they they are okay. out of the door. Definitely. Um, Jacques reaches across with his spoon and starts eating what's left of Charlene's uh, frothy coffee. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you you do so. Mm. This is good. All right, uh, Charlene, you and Astrin uh, get to the general store and walk in. There's a a ghoulish looking man standing behind the counter very gaunt face very pale um and astrin waves to him and he waves her around uh back as astrin holds up a a package and as she is about to walk away she looks and he goes okay can you get me uh some rope a large sack uh and a bunch of feed and uh, wait, I... Oh, here, I, I have a list. I have a list. I have a list. And she's just overly flustered, like, pulling a bunch of paper out from her bag that's just cycling back to the bottom and pulls out uh, a list on, like, a really, like, kind of torn up sticky note. And it's, like, a list of, like, 
only the same thing she said, so she gave you the whole list verbally. So, is this for, like, the forest animals, or do you have, like, a pet, or do you just really enjoy cornmeal? I'm a little confused why you need that much feed. Well, you know, to kind of keep some of the animals away, it's good to feed them instead of them eating my crops. Oh, so you farm too? Just a little. Just mostly a lot of flowers, and I just don't want them getting into it. Especially those dang raccoons. They get yeah, really chattery when they eat in them. the forest. Kind of a big deal. Yeah, and the rope in the sack is just because the other ones I have broke or gotten used up. That totally makes sense. So, yeah. Anyways, I'm going to go give this to Nico. And she's holding like a little vial in her hand with like a little tag. On it, and she okay. like scurry scurries off, and she keeps like looking behind with like a big grin on her face. Uh, and she she runs around back, and you hear footsteps going upstairs, and you see Casper. Jo- er, you see the yeah, you see Casper, the man who is uh, all gaunt faced, uh, just looking at you with a with a nice bright smile. Not creepy at all. No. Um. So I just moved into the the old flower shop, and first I... Do you have any vases that aren't plastic? Looks at you, and his smile just kind of goes more thoughtful expression on his face. It's like, I believe I do. And he kind of moves over uh, to kind of the side, side of the long counter and grabs uh, two vases, one blue, one clear. It's like, will these do? These are perfect. And Charlene's gonna reach into her bag and pull out an appropriate amount of money. Okay. It's like, Does Astrid come here very often? Do you know? Um, why yes, Astrid comes once, twice a month. Depends on her needs or my daughter's. Um, though I do not believe I caught your name. I'm Casper. Oh, I, hi, Casper. I'm Charlene Coltrane. I'm the town reporter, I guess. Coltrane. Nice to meet you. And he reach he reached out to shake your your hand. Charlene gives him a firm handshake. It's so nice to meet so many warm and friendly people in heartbeats. Not really used to knowing my neighbors or the guy that runs the general store or the baker or the mayor and his wife or the blacksmith. And Charlene starts to drift off and realizes she actually does know a lot of townspeople compared to who she knew in Borealis. <laughs> And Casper is just nodding and goes, Oh, yes. It takes some getting used to knowing everyone. Do you know everyone? To some degree. I mean, I do own. And he slowly gestures to the store. 
the only general store. So people huh. tend to come often. Do you have any pasta? Jacques, uh, we now catch up with you. Who are you seeing first? Um, Jacques is going to see Noel first. Okay. So you go uh, to Noel's home. It's a nice little small cottage. has like a nice porch. And on the front of the porch, you see this uh, elderly lady just on a rocking chair sewing like knitting like knitting kind of a blanket um is there like a gate a uh, fence around the property is it just open to the street it, it, it's just open to the street like there's kind of a fence but like there's no gate it kind of there's yeah. just kind of an opening to the the front porch um Jacques um Jacques will sort of wander in through the gate and um from a distance so he doesn't surprise um Oh, um, are you, are you Noel? Yeah, and who wants to know? Oh, um, I'm, I'm Jacques. Um, I'm, I, um, Astrin asked me to bring, um, some things to you. Oh, Astrin, that doll, come here, come up on. And she, like, waves you over. Um, (laughs) Jacques um, kind of wanders up the couple of steps that are there and um, onto the um, uh, onto the porch and he has the packages and he sort of double checks to make sure that he's handing over the right delivery says um, uh, this is this is um, yeah uh, Astrin is in town and asked me to pass this on to you she's um, having to run around to a bunch of places I think she's very busy today ah that doll is always busy. Uh, and she takes the, the package from you. She's like, mm, come close. Let me get a good look at you, doll. Um, Jacques uh, kind of <laughs> leans in closer. Uh, she kind of grabs the scuff of your, your jacket to bring you in like really close her eyes <laughs> and she in, inspects you. I don't know you, doll. Who are uh, you? No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm Jacques. Like I said, I, I've just moved to town recently. I'm the new financial planner. Oh, Candy told me about you, and, and she she kind of let, finally lets go. Mm, I got something for you. Hold on, hold on. It's a uh, it's an idea. Here, hold this, and she hands you her her knitted like half knitted um, blanket, which now and now with closer inspection of it, uh, it has the embroidered words uh, that get cut off of get lost. And the, the next letter of the word is kind of half done, but it it's, you know, hard to make out what half a T looks like. She reaches to her bag that's hanging off of her rocking chair and pulls up and grabs like a hard piece of candy and pops it into her mouth. It's like, all right, so, so doll, you need to get rid of that egg festival. I know, I know. You don't have to tell me. It's a financial burden, I know. That's why I'm bringing it up. We should just get rid of it completely. I am sick and tired of having those things tear up my yard. Don't need it. Don't want it all. Get rid of it. Um, I've heard this festival mentioned, and I'm sorry, I, I am new, Noel, but what exactly is tearing up your yard? 
the the damn deviled eggs. What do you think is tearing up my yarn? Just one more time now. Deviled eggs are a dish prepared from normal eggs. Do they mean something different here? No, <laughs> doll, you don't. You don't even know. <laughs> oh boy. You know what, doll? You know what? I think. I think we can have it one more year, just so you know. Well, if it's expensive, <laughs> I'm not going to put it on. This, this, the the mayor's not very good with his money. <laughs> it's not, in fact, in fact, it's not even his money. It's the town's money, and he's not very good with it. Well, hopefully, you're better, doll. So if you get rid of it, I have another idea to replace it. Okay, I'm I'm interested. You hear that? That silence? Yes? We should just have a whole day. A whole day of silence, doll. Think of it. Everyone just quiet. We can we can like have a big nap all day. I think um, soundproofing the whole town might also be expensive. I'd have to look into it. Um, dampening, sound dampening magic might cost us a lot, but um, I'll, I'll give it some thought. You do that, doll. Now, stop stealing my blanket. And she uh, wa- waves over the, uh, you know, half-knitted blanket she handed you the hold on to. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Um, here, here you go. Um, and Jacques had just been absently knitting while he was holding it. She she snatches it out of your hands very violently. <laughs> All right, now off with you, doll. We'll conspire later. Oh, no, no, no. We'll discuss. She and just Jacques. glares at you <laughs> as you walk away. Yeah, Jacques <laughs> wanders down the, the stairs and wanders out the gate and goes just to himself. Um, why is there a vandalism festival? Why is there a vandalism festival? <laughs> All right, so, uh, Charlene, you and Astrid are now walking back from clothes shopping. Charlene has invested in several new hats. Uh, they are all stacked on top of each other on her head. Uh, <laughs> there is a cloche that is in a bright shade of pink. There is a bowler in a lovely charcoal gray just to match Jacques when they go out. That's It matches his suit. <laughs> and on top, there is a wide straw hat that like goes out almost two feet. It's this wide brimmed thing on top that has like ribbons around it and like flowing off the back. It's ridiculous. And she loves it. Um, so Ashton does not have a bunch of hats, just one which matches your straw hat. It shows matching matching hats set that she is also wearing. Uh, though she is carrying in her arms a whole bunch of different like scarves and jackets as she's balancing it with uh, the empty rug sack, which would have probably been better to stuff clothes in. <laughs> Uh, and the rope that's wrapped around her her waist, though she is wearing about three jackets as well, uh, all mismatched of colors. She's like, <laughs> our hats are so ridiculous. But you helped me pick out the 
ribbons and they're so beautiful. I mean, look. And Charlene does a little spin and her skirt flies out a little bit around her ankles and the ribbons are fluttering around. It's She's like, perfect. <laughs> working girl, she like starts doing like uh, with, with her like like kind of loose hands that's wrapped around she's like making like l signs and angles trying to like do vogue with her face or lips are puckered out as she's tilting her head as as she's like voguing herself as y'all are walking down back toward your house to drop off your your vases and your your stuff <laughs> astron i love spending time with you you're so much fun i wish we could hang out more often <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, I can. I can make some more visits in town. You can. Well, you'll. You'll now know how to get to my place, so you can always drop by, send me a messenger bird to let me know, so that way I can uh, clean up. I mean, that not that my place is dirty, but like, uh, yeah. And her face is just now beet red. Um. And she's like tilting her down to have her her big straw hat full of ribbons, like hiding half of it. I think that sounds great. And Charlene says, I'll race you to the house and runs towards the house, knowing that she's not carrying nearly as much as Astrid and she will probably beat her. You just hear Astrid like, oh, it's on. And a billow of dust comes out from behind her as she swooshes past you. Uh, not like too much past you, but like anime du dust trail as she's like <laughs> um, y'all are, are fairly neck and neck as y'all as y'all race down. Um, but we'll resolve that momentarily as we cut to Jacques. So Jacques, you are now in front of Mati and Mati's uh, blacksmith and Invention Emporium spectacular shop of awesome and under the sign says Mati shop please ignore the bigger sign <laughs> and it's signed uh, with Ramirez's name on that smaller sign in front of the door <laughs> um shock <laughs> kind of gives these signs to look over and then he knocks on the door and wanders in. Yeah. Uh, you enter and there's like a little chime bell. Um, there's like a few aisles that have miscellaneous tools and like little random bits and stuff like screws and bolts and what have you. Uh, and there's like a long counter and there's uh, a woman there who's just kind of uh, sitting on top of the, the counter kind of using a big knife to, to pick her, her toes and she looks over at you and just goes uh, hello, can I can I help you? Um, yeah, um, my name's Jacques um, Astrin sent me to try and find Lay, I have a delivery for them Ah, well you found her and she uh, like per like uh jumps off the counter kind of doing a bit of a, a somersault knife going into her her back pocket and she stands in in front of you her like bright pink hair and her dark skin and her big pointy ears uh she's a dark elf uh is now only like five feet away from you so she just jumped like a good 15 feet in your direction just from sitting still to 
now in front of you. Jacques claps kind of in delight at that kind of flip. I was like, oh, that, that was fantastic. How, oh, thank uh, you, thank you. And she starts like comedically bowing uh, to her to her mini audience as as she bows in multiple directions. How um how did you learn to do that? Like, how long did that take you to 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 do flippy things? Uh, she kind of like scratches her her chin. Goes, I don't know, few years, I guess. I mean. You know how it is hunting and stuff. You gotta jump around, jump off trees, jump over boars. I mean, it's just what a hunter's gotta do. Yeah, that that makes sense. I'm not I'm not much of a hunter. I'm more of a gatherer, maybe. Well, that's good. You keep me you keep me having a job. And she like walks closer and kind of punches your your shoulder. And oddly, it's a pretty strong punch. Ow! Yeah, I'm glad you're not a hunter. So uh, you said you said you got something for me. Well, I did, and then he punched me. Ah, oh, don't be like that. Come on, what you got for me? <laughs> and Jacques laughs and pulls the package out of his bag and hands it over. Um, this is from Astrid. Oh, I was gonna say if you're about to say here's my package, I was gonna kind of slap you, or rather, give you another punch, but more on the face. She gives you like a, a wink, and she you know takes the the small package. Oh, um, I, you know, um, no punches, please. <laughs> uh, you're, you're funny, man. Uh, what's your name again? It's, it's Shark. I'm the new... I'm not, I'm not going to remember it. I don't care. If I see you again, maybe, though next time bring a bigger package. One preferably with food. I'm starving. I'm gonna get food and she starts walking walking away uh back to back to the counter she pulls out her her knife um bye i guess oh yeah bye i mean sorry i thought you'd just leave <laughs> i mean do you do you need anything else what? do you need do you need bolts do you need a sword do, do you Jacques. need a basket gatherer? And she she once again winks at you. <laughs> Jacques is just dumbfounded by this person who um I think Jacques is not used to playful. Um <laughs> from especially from like another elf. Um he especially because like Jacques is often playful like he says things that sort of are like quirky and jovial and, and usually was the, the person who stuck out for that in his family so he's sort of dumbfounded by this and um, he he sort of backs away to the door and says um, no I don't need any bolts at the moment um, but I'll come back if I need a screw <laughs> she, she, <laughs> she just gives you like a finger gun snap <laughs> see what you did there now get out before I punch you I'm gone <laughs> and Chuck closes the door and sort of starts to lightly jog off um, 
but with kind of a bemused smile on his face. Yeah, and you chug off a nice smile on your face, and uh, you make your way to where you assume might be Asher and Charlene, which is you're like, oh, just go to Charlene's house. Maybe they'll be there. That is where we will call this episode. And we'll resolve that race next time. Thanks for dropping by Heartbeats. That was a good time, huh? If you want to keep the good times rolling, you can contact us at Twitter at HeartbeatsCast. You can contact our wonderful storyteller at Adepsander. You can find the wonderfully talented Jazz at Orange Like Jazz. And you can find Humble or Me at Potentially Rob. Oh, and go have a look at our fancy new website at heartbeatscast.com. Lastly, if you've liked the show so far, we'd love it if you'd go to iTunes and like, rate, and review us. It would mean a bunch. Bye, friend.